ladies and gentlemen. Pacific Down Sound Radio. Hello, everyone. I'm James. And I'm Travis. And welcome to Pacific Sound Radio. For those of you tuning in for the first time, we're all about local music. And with this show, we aim to provide a platform for all the weird and wonderful bands and artists that make up the Vancouver music scene to share their songs, their stories, and their unique personalities right here on this program. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, we have in the studio, Tion Gibbs. How's it going, Tion? Hey, what's going on, gentlemen? So, what was it like opening up for Nelly? I mean, his star has kind of faded a little bit, but I remember how huge he was in the mid-2000s. I imagine he still a good crowd, though, eh? Uh, yeah, a really good crowd. Super nostalgic for me. Um, Nelly's obviously someone you kind of grow up like admiring a little bit. <laughs> as a, Like, I was in middle school when he was probably at his peak. Yeah, that was me, too. So, it's, it's almost weird, right? Because you see someone um, who was that big, that popular, that, uh, you know, quote-unquote cool, and... Uh, it's kind of interesting just watching his career and the, the arc of it. And, um, yeah, super motivating. It's great watching him perform. Really good performer. Um, really great crew. Got to meet the crew. Uh, they were super chill. And uh, it was, yeah, it was awesome just, like, doing my set, um, having the crowd that engaged with me. Uh, I did the Kelowna show. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, so I'm actually, I moved here from Kelowna about a year ago. And um, so it was great to go back. Um, obviously, I had the, kind of the, the home crowd on my side. <laughs> and... Yeah, no, it was, it was really great to just kind of set things up for Nelly, um, really put myself in that position. That's fantastic. And how was uh, Nelly's show? Did you stick around for the rest of the rest of the performance? Yeah, I stayed around for the for the entire performance. I mean, he's got hits, man. He does. He's got <laughs> hits, man. It's yeah. uh, it's it's crazy to think of the catalog. Um, but yeah, he's got crazy hits. Um, you know, the dilemma, the whole crowd went went, went wild. So that's great. So, yeah, it was awesome. I guess you know really going way back origin stories uh how did you get your start in music man my start in music um i've been playing music for roughly about 10 12 years kind of out of uh, out of high school um just kind of done production work there played in a lot of bands um when i moved here i actually lived in botswana when i was uh, in high school um oh cool yeah so right like botswana if no one knows what that is it's like the country neighboring south africa so i moved here in 2010 um and by here, I mean Kelowna. And then I went to the Center for Arts and Technology. Um, just kind of refined things. So I kind of knew what I was doing around, like, through a, a digital audio workstation. So I kind of knew what I was going on as far mm-hmm. as, like, recording and whatnot. But uh, it was good to really just get that kind of dialed in um, and kind of take it a little bit more to so a professional level. Kept working with bands. And then uh, eventually I got to a point where I was like, you know what, man, I'm really hungry just to do this myself. Mm-hmm. And um, I do a lot of writing. I did a lot of songwriting for people. Obviously, a lot of, you know, um, like session work as far as like playing in studio with people. Um, so it was a great opportunity for me to just kind of come in and, uh, you know, take over my, for, for myself here. So I'm pretty happy with it. That's fantastic. I, I do have to ask, what was it like, you know, playing in bands and playing music when you're in high school in Botswana? I have no idea what the music scene's like over there. You know what? It's uh, it's a, it's, a, it's a lot more similar to here than you'd think. Um, really? A lot of people ask me that, and yeah. I'm always just like, yeah, it's uh, there's a lot of similarities. Obviously, the obvious difference is the temperature is a lot colder. 
But uh, I mean, as far as like North American culture, pop culture, it, it reaches nationwide, mm-hmm. and um, I, I should say internationally, not nationwide. Yes. But yeah, it, it reaches internationally, and it, it, it's uh, it, it's definitely a huge influence over there. Um, obviously, there's a lot more local music that's going to be quite different mm-hmm. to, to hear. But for the most part, if you turn on the radio, eighty um, percent of it's the same stuff you're going to hear on the radio here. Yep, the globalization, as it were. It's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but crazy. I mean that must that that must be cool. You know, just the universality of just encountering artists that you know in uh, whatever corner of the world. Like, yeah, punk rock, you can find it anywhere. Hip hop, you can find it anywhere. Folk music, anywhere. Yeah, that sort of stuff. I mean, I, I say the only thing that doesn't have the same reach out there is maybe country music. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, that's definitely definitely a North American thing. <laughs> I'd say. Yeah. So, what led you to decide to pursue a career in hip hop? You mentioned you played in other bands, but I guess you were more in, you were in rock bands when you were in high school or when you were first starting out. Um, yeah, rock and jazz bands. Um, I, I grew up writing. You know, I, I grew up like learning and studying. Um, hip-hop music i mean that was like the whole g-funk era the blending of soul samples like it's really just like they're so synonymous um and it was a cool thing to do just in high school it was the cool thing to do um so i just kind of kept with it you know it, it went from being the cool thing to do as far as writing to being the um expressive thing to do the mm-hmm. thing that was very like uh just just like settling for my spirit you know so just kept writing and then eventually i um uh, you know i just thought hey i should put these on the actual like wax and keep it moving from there definitely so you mentioned g-funk but what hip-hop artists inspired you when you're first starting off and what artists continue to inspire you Mm, that's a good question uh i think my largest influence throughout my uh, musical career um would i'd probably say would be uh would be kanye um good choice yeah i uh i fell in love with college dropout when i was what 12 um and it's it's so, so interesting. That's a big album to fall in love with when you're when you're twelve. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I have an older brother. He's nine years older than me. Oh, okay. He introduced me to a lot of uh, a lot of music that my parents probably wouldn't have, <laughs> have liked me listening to at a very young age. Oh, what are, what are siblings for, right? Yeah, exactly. Shh, don't tell mom and dad. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so around twelve, I kind of fell in love with the college dropout. I fell in love with like the. Uh, uh, the spiritual samples that they'd use in there, um, the soul well. samples, yeah, yeah. But the, even further back, like the, like the, like like dating back to like the slave trade and and and, and like the Negro spirituals, mm-hmm. you know, um, it was incredible to hear that on an album. Um, and it was really the first time I'd experienced and had a visceral feeling of someone just like, this is my life, this is my emotions, these are my feelings, and then not having to be on, a, on, a, on on some like, you know, kind of gangster vibes. Mm-hmm. So, because I grew up a lot of G funk, West Coast yeah. rap, right? So, in the '90s, that, that was completely different. And yeah. Kanye kind of just like it was, it was more of a life that I could, like I could relate to a little bit more. So, I mean, part of it is that, and this is the through line really with all of Kanye's music, is that as much as you know, some of it is perf- performed in terms of the situations. Everything that he that he talks about comes from a personal place. His music is very much, and I, f- I, I feel this with all of his records. His music, it very much is a reflection of what you know, what he's thinking about, what he's dealing with, what he's feeling whenever he approaches a new project. Yeah, and starting, starting being, being introduced to him at such a young age, and like I feel like I've grown with Kanye, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so, Kanye, I feel like he, I feel like he kind of changed music a couple times, you know. Um, he did early, yeah. t- early two thousands. Really revamping and bringing back, you know, the, the the soul samples into like modern contemporary hip hop, 
no one else was doing that. Late 2008, 2009, when 808s came out, I think it's crazy because I feel like a lot of modern R&B today sounds just like that 808s and Heartbreaks album. So you're seeing, you know, that 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 cultural shift, and you're seeing a lot of our acts like Drake, who are 100% influenced from from a Kanye. So definitely, um, yeah, it's, it's been a, he's got an amazing career. So I'd probably say that's that's my largest uh, largest influence as as far as just production value wise, and, and and looking at a track and, and wanting to piece things together a little differently. Mm-hmm. And you like you definitely notice when he does production on other people's stuff. Yeah, because it's just like oh yeah, yeah. The reason why it sounds so good is because he's behind the boards. Um, do you have a favorite album by him? Oh, I know see, it's hard. It is. It is hard. Um, My choice is weird, but it's it's, it's, hard. it's, it's so me. hard because I don't think there's been many acts that are that consistently great. Um, you know, I, I feel like as far as like the public opinion of Kanye, like almost everyone would be like, yeah, the only album that we don't really like was the Yeezus album. And that's my favorite one. <laughs> exactly. Right. Because yeah. I thought that was the he took the largest risks on that. Yes. One. Um, but I will probably have to say it's a toss up for me between obviously the college dropout and then my, be- my, my dark, beautiful, twisted fantasy. I, I, that album was a work of art. Um, I, I think that's one of the best hip hop albums ever made. So. Oh, those are and those are both fantastic albums. Yeah. I I'd say I'd say those are probably my top three favorite is uses my dark, beautiful, twisted fantasy and college dropout, and it kind of just flips around. Yeah. In terms of what I like. Yeah, I feel that 100. Yeah. percent So I guess kind of moving on to from uh, Kanye. This is a broad question, but what do you love about hip hop? And a super broad. Oh man, <laughs> you, you know that is a very broad question. Yeah, you know, I, I, uh, I love, I, I love the, the realness to it, the grit to it. Um, it's such a diverse genre of music, and I feel like it's got a lot. It's gotten a lot more diverse over the last five years. Definitely. Um, and it's there's so many things you can fall in love with. I, I, I love the the bravado and the braggadocia and hip hop. I, I really do. Like when you hear someone like ASAP Ferg, you hear a Kanye, you hear uh, like like a Drake when he's on like a swag rap kind of thing. It, it's you can't you can't help but be like, yeah, I, I'm feeling that. Um, but I, I think like j- just the truest expression of poetry, man. Like it's cool to to, to to really just you know take it to another level like that. So I. Uh, I'd probably say just the artistry, just being being able to be as diverse as you want. I can agree with that, <laughs> for sure. And yeah, that's something that that I have really grown to appreciate about it is just how how you can do so much because it's so collaborative. And there's so many different ways you can you can direct even a song or an album or an idea, mm-hmm. just based off like the samples you used or how you mash up the samples or just the way the record sounds it's all the the devil's in the details as it were i like that quote (laughs) all the singles that you've released and i'm just talking about the ones that i've seen on youtube that you have music videos for yeah have been helmed by different producers do you find this lends your music more variety um yeah i i i think it's uh that definitely blends more variety as well as that i think it's just healthy it's healthy to have someone else's opinion someone else's take on a song um, and uh, it, it allows you to create something fresh. Um, so I, I definitely love collaboration. I, I, I feel like there's this, like, this negative attitude sometimes in like, the hip-hop industry where people can tend to be, be like, yo, I'm the man, I can do this myself, I don't need to work with anyone. But in reality, yo, like, if you want to build a movement, you want to build a team, you want to mm-hmm. build a legacy, you need a community of people work to work with. So um, I have uh, like, almost every one of those singles and the videos that have been released, those are regular collaborators. So it's, uh, it's healthy. 
for sure. And well, and that I feel that you touched on something that's important for kind of any sort of artistic endeavor. Like if you know if you're in a band and you want your band to be successful or build towards success, you gotta be like you know friends with other bands. Yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I guess when it comes to when it comes to working with those producers, how does it work in terms of selecting the sort of beats that you want for a song? Do you start with you know your lyrics first and then oh i need a beat to match this or is it the other way around or is it kind of hmm. does it work in tandem uh you know what usually um usually is it's the, it's the beat first i hear that um and something just grabs me i i love a lot of dark elements and beats i love soul samples obviously stemming mm-hmm. from from the kanye days and um you know so i i, just, I usually just hear something and it, it'll I like I like really good quality samples. I, I I find a lot of like there's a lot of lo-fi music that is cool and it's enjoyable, um, but I, I don't I don't feel it has the same kind of replay value for me as like something that's have a really good quality sample, whether it's a kick sample or whether it's a vocal sample. So um, usually I'll be drawn to that if I hear a nice vocal sample. Um, I kind of just fall in love with the track, uh, and then it usually just fall, fall falls into flow or melody right away, and then uh, actually um, lyrics come last. As far as the creative process, I spend a lot of time working on lyrics. Um, but as far as the creative process, I, I usually want to kind of get into a pocket, find that pocket, find my rhythm first, uh, and then and then I'll kind of uh, fill that rhythm in with substantial lyrics. Yeah, and I, I guess that that makes sense because you'd want to have to fi- you'd want to have the f- rhythmic flow figured out before you can put in the words that match that flow. Yeah. Um, and I think that for me, I had that kind of shift about two years ago in kind of a writing style because obviously consistently writing, um, you, 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 you tend to get very word heavy and very focused on, on, on the lyrics as opposed to actually just kind of encapsulating the feeling of the song. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like it's really easy to over rap sometimes, you know, and just to be on some kind of like rah, rah, like I'm impressive. Look at me. I can, you know, I, I got similes. I got metaphors. I'm Aesop Rock. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, so it's, it's just healthier, I think, to, uh, to, to approach it and just kind of see what the song is asking from you. Mm-hmm. If it's already pre-produced, right? If it's pre-produced and it's like, yo, play the beat for me, you kind of figure out, yo, what is this? What does a song need? Um, and there are some certain songs that, yeah, you got to just go in. There's other songs where it's just healthier to just let the beat do the communicating and you just kind of hear another instrument, another layer in there. For sure. And I guess it really kind of like, you know, the way you'd approach lyrics and just, yeah, the the word structure and stuff like that really kind of depends on, like, the song and what it its function would be. Obviously, you don't want to be too, too unnecessarily verbose on a, you know, party rave-up song. Mm-hmm. You want mm-hmm. you want, you'd want to go for something that's more... Repetitive sounds bad, but you know something catchy that you know accessible. 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 Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good word. Yeah, I, I would I would tend to agree with that ninety nine percent of the time. I mean, there there's a special occasions where an artist can figure out a way of, of, of really piecing together something a bit more wordy, mm-hmm. uh, makes you think a little bit more. There's certain like a handful of artists like that that, that do that very well consistently, but yeah, for the most part, you got to do what the, the song needs, what what lends best to the song. Definitely. Uh, and kind of tying into you know you working with all these uh, different producers for the songs that you've released, uh, you have had a handful of guests on your tracks. I'm just going to list them off for yeah. our listeners. Any was on uh, I feel like the man yeah. Bartley on Northside, yeah. Sean Slow on Right Now and Quarterback on Spanish Banks. That's just a handful of them. What can you tell us about how you got connected with these artists and what they're up to? 
Yeah. Um, all those artists, uh, originally I met them in Kelowna. Um, <laughs> funny story. I used to be the uh, assistant manager of Azumis in Kelowna. That's where I met everyone. That's wonderful. <laughs> I used to be assistant manager of Zoomies, and I met everyone there. Uh, actually, almost everyone that's casted in my music videos, they all met me from Zoomies. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Um, so I just built a community. Zoomies connection runs yeah, deep. Yeah, the hookups. You yeah. Know? Um, but yeah, no, I, so I met everyone through through that. Um, I found out that hey, a lot of people are quite talented. Um, a lot of people are hungry to work. And mm-hmm. essentially, that, that's what it comes down to. If you got the talent, you got the hunger, um, you know, yeah, you're going to kill it. So, at the end of the month here, uh, Innie and I are both playing at Recess at UBCO uh, in the Okanagan there. So, that, that'll be a good show. I think Amine is headlining it this year. So, 1,500 kids. It'll be a good show. Um, the quarterback's out in Victoria. He plays in a band called Electric Sex Panther. That's an awesome name. Incredible. <laughs> and they're an incredible band. Incredible name, incredible band. What, what style do they play? Uh, man, if you were to take, like, you know Sam Sparrow? Really not familiar Sparrow? actually no uh yeah i mean if you were to take like just like kind of funkier kind of kind of kind of kind of full band beats um you throw jt on the vocals and then you have uh someone that'll come in and, and do like the odd like rap verse but uh yeah they're they're like an eight piece band seven piece seven piece band crazy good yeah that sounds like the perfect name honestly yeah electric Based sex what panther. you told me electric <laughs> sex panther well, i will definitely check that out if yeah. they're in town Sounds like someone we should have on the show. 100%. Um, they're between Victoria and, and Vancouver quite frequently. So. Oh, good. So, yeah, yeah they, just they, a matter of, you yeah, know. Yeah, just timing it. Encouraging them to like, hey, you wanna, I know you got to hop back on a ferry, but you want to stick around? Yeah, 100%. Just yeah. reach out to them. They're cool guys. Um, and then Bartley, right now, Bartley, I believe, is uh, he's, he's, he's starting a clothing company. Um, so he's been working on music as well. Obviously, he's in, he's in the studio frequently, but... He's kind of on some Kanye shit, you know? He's just really trying to, like... Or, or Tyler, fashion. the creator. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Tyler's such a creative. Oh. I love him. Just genius. Yeah. I like, talk about, like, uh, just a genuinely... And I mean this in the best possible way, because I like Tyler. I, like, a genuinely weird guy knowing how to market it, how, market how weird he is. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I, I think Tyler is, is so dope just because he came out and he kind of just... He shocked everyone. Um, with Yonkers, that, that song actually got me into hip hop. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I brushed I, it off through high school because I was like, "Yeah, oh, I'm into Black Sabbath and Nirvana, and I don't like Fifty Cent." I was like that kind of kid. Yeah. And then I saw the video for Yonkers. Actually, a friend showed me, and I was like, "Oh, this can be dark and twisted and scary." Yeah. Sweet. I'm on board. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's just it's just dope, man. Like when you got people who are so willing to be themselves that they don't mind taking take, taking risks like that, and mm-hmm. especially. Yonkers came out what five years ago now, so yeah, it's been a while. I mean, I, he's been doing a fuck ton of stuff since then. But. Yeah, I really think it led the way. It kind of paved the way for this like individuality that we're really seeing right now in, in contemporary like hip hop music. Like it, it's cool, man. Like someone like that just to be able to say, you know what, man, I'm, I'm not going to be on the swag rap, the bravado rap. I'm just going to come here on some very <laughs> hard, like questionable lyrics that are it's got a lot of shock value. And like I felt like it just like breathed like a breath of fresh air into the industry. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, I'd say so. And just like see, being able to see that uh, everyone in that odd future collective all have like really successful individual careers is just yeah wonderful. Yeah, it's amazing. Like you look at the diversity too. It's cool. You look at like Earl and you look at Frank Ocean. 
and completely different artists being true to themselves and they're making some of the best art in, mm-hmm. in the game right now and the internet as well don't forget the internet oh my gosh man Sid, uh, is, Sid is a monster on the oh, vocals she's amazing yeah her solo record was really good I really enjoyed it I want to hear new internet music yeah, really soon because Ego Death is just I love that record so much and uh, so the next the, the new project is it a mixtape is it an EP what, what do you have in mind so I'm going to be uh, setting up in, uh, an EP series um, going to be two different series. Uh, one is going to be called For the Soul. Um, so For the Soul, you're going to hear a lot more sounds, kind of like uh, Get In Minds that we just played there. Um, and then the other one's going to be These Are The Times. Um, and the idea with These Are The Times was really to try to take some of the most popular sounds that are kind of hearing in 2017, 2018, mm-hmm. um, and then and, and just making my own. So uh, Spanish Banks would be more on that one. So... You know, it's just playing around with, with, with certain sounds, uh, certain distortion pieces, certain um, auto-tune elements that, 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 that are on vocals, popularized vocals right now, and uh, really just kind of put, make, make, put, put my own spin on it, put my own pocket on it, and uh, just having fun with it. So there's going to be two uh, EP series I'm going to start uh, releasing at the end of the month here. So I'll put out, um, these are the times, that will be the first one, probably on the 26th is looking like. I just got to wait for my masters to come back and kind of finalize the date here. Cool stuff. Yeah. Let me keep dope. our eyeballs out for that. Jaden and I first encountered you. I think Jaden was the one who introduced himself to you at a Smash Boom Pow show about a year ago, and you took the stage with Jonah Ocean. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to ask, and I'll give some context first before I get into the question. Jonah Ocean are a funky synth pop band. When we saw them open for Smash Boom Pow at Fortune Sound Club about a year ago, they were fantastic. How do you get connected with that band? Uh, Jonah Ocean... Um yeah, I, I met Jonah Ocean through uh, one of the keyboardists there, uh, another guy named Jordan Libel. Um, uh, honestly, it was pretty random. Um, he just invited me out to Abbotsford, which is where he lives. And he was like, yeah, man, we'll just jam. You know, I, was just, I, I got my buddy playing drums. And, uh, you know, we'll, I'll play keys. I'll play, he'll play drums. And then just, you know, spit, you know, spit a 16 or two. I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, no worries. Uh, I went out to Abbotsford. And uh, I was like, yo, there's, there's like four people here a full band like full-on practicing <laughs> and uh like they had songs that they were rehearsing and they're like yeah you know just you know to see what you do and i was like all right cool um so that happened about a year ago um and it, it took a little bit of a uh, little bit of a hiatus over the winter um but now it's kind of it's kind of come back now um jonah ocean has now become uh, origami club is now the name oh okay that makes sense because i think before we started recording the episode jayden our producer was trying to find jonah ocean stuff on facebook and it's like he doesn't have a page what's going on yeah yeah okay yeah. so or origami club origami club yeah origami club okay so, or- origami club we uh, actually got a single coming out in april Ooh, so uh, that's that's gonna be very cool mm-hmm. very very cool it's it's dope to just like have that kind of synth pop live band jazz infused hip-hop it's uh it's really its own lane like there's not a lot else that i think sounds like that um and it's it's fun it's just a fun group of guys to play with and the quality of musicians is uh it's pretty incredible oh definitely i was blown away when i saw them yeah it's like these guys are, are pro yeah the quality of musicians yeah. is incredible um you got a couple cap grads uh jordan the guy who actually brought us all together um have you ever heard of uh drumio I haven't. What is that? Drumio is an online like like drum lessons program. So basically, Ooh. if you want to learn how to play drums, you'd go to drumio.com and then you'd learn how to play drums virtually. Um, so about a year and a half ago, they started re- uh, they opened a new branch, I would say, mm-hmm. uh, called Piano. And Pian- so no, 
<laughs> yeah, and then they got Clever. they got Jordan to do it, and I guess Jordan had done work with all those guys, and then he was just like, "Yo, you should come out here, and we'll uh, and we'll jam." So he brought us all together. So a couple couple Capilano grads, um, Jordan's out in piano, and um, yeah, so they're all like high caliber musicians, like cream of the crop type shit that's good stuff are you on any of their recorded stuff that they're releasing soon yeah 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 so uh there's a song called badly um that'll be coming out and that, that's the single that's gonna be coming Ooh. out in, in april so fantastic yeah. just making a note of that keep your eyes peeled for that mm-hmm. absolutely um so you know you're doing stuff with origami club right now have you considered lending your talents to other groups outside of r&b Hip hop? Have you considered some verses on like a, for a rock band or something like that? <laughs> uh, it can be done well. Yeah, I'm gonna can, add that. You know, it can it, be done well. It can be done well. Um, Limp biscuit aside, it can be done well. <laughs> I feel like as long as it was the right situation, mm-hmm. the right people, the right group of guys, and the right song, and the right pocket, you can do anything. Um, but it just has to make sense for me. It has to make sense for, for 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 me to be on the song. I I kind of I kind of cringe when it's like, oh, you just you just did it to be cool. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So for me, I'm just like, yeah, I would love to do so. I, I love to experiment with sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would 150% try something out with anyone as long as it makes sense. Yeah, of sonically. course. Yeah. Good stuff. Do you have a hand in uh, crafting beats yourself? And have you made any that have been used by other artists? Um, as far as my beat catalog, um, I'd say I haven't really done too many beats in the last year and a half or so. Um, but I do a lot of production work on like full band pro- pro- like projects. Mm. Um, about two years ago, uh, I started working with an artist out of uh, out of the Okanagan named Johanna Olson. Um, she sounds her sounds very similar to like Daughter. Um, yeah, I've heard of that band. Yeah, 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 daughter, and uh, so I, I played and produced on on that album. Um, incredible piece of work, a really, really incredible piece of work. Um, currently, right now, I'm working with another artist. Uh, her name's Sarah Ann Williams. Um, kind of like a female, slightly slightly darker version of um, Hosier. So it's cool. Darker than Hosier. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's uh yeah it's pretty dark. <laughs> Don't listen to it alone. Oh, that's some good stuff. Yeah, I mean I like I like dark folky stuff. Yeah, <laughs> stuff that makes you like want to just curl up and die. Yeah, <laughs> that's dark. Yeah, I know, really dark. <laughs> fun stuff, fun times, sunny day. Do you find that bringing on other artists kind of gives you room to collaborate on on a song, or is it pretty much like? you've got it all figured out or what's what's that like bringing on different uh different rappers and different musicians on your stuff so i find with rappers um i like to like you know like to actually connect work on a hook together mm-hmm. so that it is a lot, a lot more collaborative um so i i i find it easier to do that as well because you're you're kind of in a similar mindset of how you would approach a song um usually for myself when i'm working with singers uh I'll have the song pretty near finished. And I'll be like, hey, I need a... I either will write them the vocal the vocal piece, I'll figure out the melody for them and the lyrics. And I just like, yeah, I just, just, like, just like your voice. I think it'll sound good if you do this. Um, or I'll just send it to them and be like, hey, this is what I've got. This is what the song's about. Um, I feel like I feel like your, your voice would lend something really nice to it. Mm. And uh, typically, typically they, they, they smash it out the park. Uh, with a quarterback, for example... Um, Spanish Banks was done, and I was just like, man, let's just let's just take it to the, you know, let's, let's just do something, something a little different. Um, and he's just a great jazz vocalist, and sent it off to him. 
and uh, I was shocked. Yeah, he was he was into some unreal notes. I didn't expect that. So I, he gave me a lot of good. He gave me a lot of gold on that track. So I was very happy with it. With I feel like the man were, was that a lot more collaborative with any. Yeah, yeah, very much collaborative. Mm-hmm. Um, so the second half of the hook is to pull up with bands, pull up with bands, and in that second half, that was actually the little like the part that we came up with first. And then he just came with, I feel like the man. And then we're like, all right, that's a hook, man. <laughs> Sounds cool. There you go. Yeah. And then we just, uh, we wrote the verses that same day, which is quite rare for me. I don't usually do verses within like 45 minutes, an hour. So it was just a good vibe, good energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm usually a little bit more methodical. I'll, I'll, I'll get the writing done and I'll come back to it a couple of days later and, and revisit it just to see fresh years, fresh perspective. For sure. Yeah. But I guess in that case, it must have been nice just going, like, nope, that's it. Boom, let's go. It's done. Yeah. yeah. It, I, I think that song is more its more about the uh, the vibe and the energy than it is so much on, like, specifically focusing on what either of us are saying. Um, so, so yeah, it just made sense. It was like, let's not overthink this. Like, this yeah. is good. It's a good feel. It's good energy. Let's just roll with it. Because, the, I mean, that song itself is just, like... Just feel like a king right now, and it's great. <laughs> it's a very simple idea, and yeah. you know, it gets the point across very well. Um, let's see here. Oh, and that ties in nicely, actually, to I uh, want to talk music videos with you. So, KB Cuts has worked on a number of your music videos, including your most recent vid for your latest single, Spanish Banks, which we played earlier on the program. Yeah. How did you get connected with him, and what has your partnership been like? Um, man, I met KB. Uh, I met KB we were both at a show um, he was like he had just moved from Toronto to Kelowna uh, I met him at a show afterwards we said all of two words to one another um, and then I hadn't seen him again for seven or eight months and um, so he used to play pro basketball in Canada and also play pro uh, well I guess university level as well here um, so his his goal was, hey, I'm going to go out west. I'm going to start a basketball camp. That's what he started doing. And then to kind of market his basketball camp, he, started, he bought a camera. So everything KB has been able to do, um, he's learned it all in like two and a half, three years. So a very short space of time. So he just had a, like a really adept eye. Mm-hmm. Figured it out really quickly. His, uh, his, post, his post game is incredible. And... Um, and yeah, you know, so so I, I hit him up I was like, yo man, this this basketball video was great. And he's like, yeah, let's sit down, let's talk about music videos. And then um, we did. Two days later, I met up with Innie. We recorded "Feel Like the Man." Then I sent him the track, and then three days later, we recorded the video. Holy crap! Yeah, so, so within a span of a week, you had that video. Yeah, I know, and that and that was that was crazy. It was crazy fast how mm-hmm. how it all happened. Um, since then, uh, Kamar has gone on to do a lot of really incredible stuff. Uh, in the last year and a half. I mean, traveling between here, Toronto, L.A. Um, he recently went to Dubai to do a video with French Montana. Wow. Yeah. It's just crazy to think, like, three years mm. ago, he'd never even touched a camera. And, uh, uh, you know, he just did a video for French Montana. Came back here, and he's just working with me. Um, it's good. It's a really good relationship. Um, when he works with a lot of industry guys, I think they, they have, like, a very calculated, dialed in, like, yo, these are the rules. These are the guidelines. We need you to stay within them, but I'm just like, yo, man, like you're you're the you're the visual guy. Like I'm just gonna trust you. 
you know so I, I give you the song whatever you want to do with the video it's up to you man so I think that's a, it's a really healthy thing for us because he gets to try a lot of new ideas out with me mm-hmm. and I, I get really really dope visuals out of it um, but those new ideas that he tries out with me when he goes to industry guys he has reference pieces as well for him so it builds his brand builds his market and he's obviously invested in me so we're a win-win for both of us absolutely uh, you kind of partially answered a question I wanted to pose but I guess do you do you have any sort of idea in mind of what visuals you want to present to match the mood of the song when it comes to the music videos or is that all KB cuts yeah, so it's um it's pretty collaborative. I usually give him a very loose like synopsis or uh, or um just just a little a very loose treatment of what I think the idea would be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I was like, hey man, like I like when we did the get enough video, for example. I was like, I want the video to kind of follow the storyline of the song. Um, you know, me trying to like win the girl over. Essentially, it was just the entire idea of the song, and I was like, but I want it to be like very like real very like just like cool chill people understand it because it's relatable like we're not driving around in like you know a, an, an x6 or like a lamb or anything like we're driving around in a honda civic through like chinatown down here mm-hmm. and then we pull over into an alleyway and it's just like a bunch of people just having fun in the alleyway partying and then i leave the party because i see the girl and then we just follow the storyline of the song so i thought it was cool i just told them that's kind of what i i wanted to do i mm-hmm. wanted to meet a girl when I'm hanging out with my crew and I wanted to try to like win the girl over. And then you're just like, all right, cool. Let's, let's do it. Definitely. Uh, I mean, part of that I imagine is also production values, but it comes across that, uh, there's authenticity in terms to the, in terms of the visuals. Uh, and I'm, I've really got, I feel like the man, the video kind of stuck in my brain right now, but mm-hmm. you know, it's a house party, but it's, that's just it. It's not a mansion party. It's not ridiculous. It's just, people having a good time at a house party yeah. you're hanging out with any like at a uh, corner store yeah and you're like feel like man I'm just having a good time yeah and and, that, and that's and that's it man like i i think you might as well you might as well just be 100 with yourself like i, I would hate to pretend to be someone um and then my career continues to grow and mm-hmm. i have to kind of keep up that persona or that facade I'd much rather just be myself at this point. And, yeah, if, you know, if I start getting the finer things, quote-unquote, then, yeah, I mean, like, I'll obviously talk about it, but people will be able to see the growth with me, you know? So just, like, just be real with yourself. Do you feel um, that sometimes that's a mistake that some rappers make where they're like, oh, well, you know, I got to pretend to be hard or I got to pretend to be a lot wealthier than I actually am in order to fit in? Mm, yeah 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 it's a broad topic i know yeah it is a bit broad i i I get it i I get it with the appearance uh especially in this like social media world that we live in um like you kind of have to look like part yeah you you gotta look like you got it um and so i understand why people play the game a little bit that's that's fair that's all well and good right um but i think if you're gonna play the game like put your own twist on it mm-hmm. like the amount of times i go on like my instagram feed and i see like like rappers like either locally or internationally and they're all doing the same thing like they got the selfie of their own track playing and they're in a studio smoking a blunt and they're rapping the lyrics to the camera i think it's i think it's like it's funny to me because like everyone's doing the exact same thing um but you know it's, it's you know it's, it is what it is as long as they're, they're they're happy and as long as they're 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 cool to continue you know um being that person if that's that's who they are mm-hmm. if that's who they want to be then you know it's all good um 
but I, I, I try I try even speak on things that are like lyrically I try to speak on things that are actually real to me as well um, obviously I think it just makes it more relatable to, to the listener because there's no there's no facade with it just, yeah yeah I mean you're not uh, talking about gangland stuff because I imagine that's not been part of your upbringing or what you deal with on a daily basis yeah yeah for example yeah exactly yeah with the music videos themselves I, I noticed that the lower mainland figures very prominently and it adds a distinctly Pacific Northwest feel to the visuals I think in one of the videos you guys are hanging out at like a lumber yard like you see like yeah. logging trucks like parked nearby what are some of the locations that you've shot and have you had a hand in like yo we should shoot here and there or has that also been KB going we're gonna go here because this place is great um, as far as like location scouting it's been a, it's been a, it's been a good balance I'd say um, the corner store that was my idea um, the lumber yard that was KB's idea um, so like it, it, it's just like you, you see something like that that would look cool on camera so um, you know we, we've had like good opportunities to, to, to really just kind of showcase different spots I, I like to try to find spots where people are like I don't know where that is but I know it's in this city mm-hmm. um, I have had a lot of people ask me like to get enough video like where was that like I know it's in Vancouver but I just don't know where in Vancouver. yeah um, so so yeah, I, I like to try find different spots. Um, obviously, with the Spanish Banks video, um, we had to do the obvious at the very beginning of the video, uh, the drone shot of Spanish Banks. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the rest of that video was just shot in someone's basement suite, um, and it looks like it just looks like some like uh, like underground house party or something like that. Yeah, yeah, because um, that one certainly got a different approach than some of your previous stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we wanted the tone to be a little bit darker, um, a little bit, uh, a little bit more close. I would say a little bit more personal. Like there's a lot more like close up. It's a mm-hmm. very handheld video. Um, even the shots of like just the of just the mouth. Um, those are, you know, it, it's just a little bit different than anything else that we had done at that point. Um, and the production value to that video had gone up a lot. No, not a lot. A little bit more. Um, than what we previously done because before it was literally just like yo we're gonna pull up to a spot we're gonna shoot get some people there and we'll figure it out um, but that one was what uh, was was a lot more we had a lot more lights involved with that one just you know change it up yeah song 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 felt like it was a different vibe than anything else that had been out that I had released at anyway so so yeah we just we just just switch it up like that. Yeah, I'd say so. For for whatever reason, like I find that like the the hip hop and rap that I listen to is very contemporary. I mean, I like Nas, but I need to really kind of go back and and you know learn the roots a lot yeah. more. Yeah, I feel you. I mean, it's it's a oh, it's I mean, it's a tall order to be honest with you, man. There's like mm-hmm. so much content, so much oh, history, yeah. uh, and it's actually really like a fairly young genre of music. We're talking about oh, like yeah. 45, 50 years at the most. Um, yeah, so I mean, yeah, there's, there's a lot of history, large catalogs too, especially early like '90s, '80s, '90s, large, a lot larger catalogs. Mm-hmm. Albums are also a lot lengthier, so it's, uh, it's a bit of a deep dive. I I find that that's still kind of a thing though with like obscenely long albums. Like I think it was the most recent ASAP Rocky album, like 18 tracks. So I was like, hmm, seems a little unnecessary, but I guess that depends on the artist, I suppose. Yeah, if you're going for something sprawling. You know, for example, that ASAP Rocky album, uh, I thought that was, although quite a long album, I feel like he had like an artistic vision to it. 
So I felt like he was kind of just staying true to that. You'll also find, like, going back to Kanye, like, he has a lot of albums that are 16-track plus. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think it's just when you when you kind of get married to an artistic vision, I can see why you'd want to see it through. Um, in the last couple of years, though, I'd say there's a lot more, like, really short albums. The popularity of just EPs, you know, anything from three to six songs is, has obviously grown in, in large popularity, I'd say, in hip-hop in the last little bit. Um and I think people's attention spans are just shorter in general. Yeah, I, it's it's kind of interesting to see, just looking at the broader history of music, it's almost like we've gone back to the the real, not the real money, but the real like value being more on the single and the EP than the album. Mm-hmm. And that's really kind of where it started. Yeah. Where it's just like single, single. People people can't afford albums, just singles. Yeah, it, it's, uh, it's interesting. It's like you can't afford to give... 45 minutes to actually listen to a full project you're just like oh i'll give it two and a half minutes three minutes yeah yeah you know is you know that's that's some people but i think it's it, yeah it is interesting how it's just kind of it's it's very cyclical in that way and kind of talking more broadly about you know music history and the state of music nowadays and all that all that stuff what i've kind of noticed and what i've you know been reading online and you know i follow various blogs and vlogs and stuff like that in the past few years, it appears that hip-hop and R&B have really become, like, the most successful and popular genres of music, at least in North America, like, yeah. above anything else. Mm-hmm. Why do you think these genres have reached such heights and have captured the attention of so many music fans? I mean, rock's still, still very much alive and thriving, but it's just not on the same, it's not on the same level, that's for sure, uh, as much as it used to be. I'd say, if you're looking back at, like, 60s or 70s um, rock and roll had such a large influence on on popular culture outside of just the music mm-hmm. you know there was so much uh, so, such a large influence on the way people dressed the way people looked um, some of the lifestyle choices they'd make and for better or for worse yeah exactly so I feel like come turn of the century I mean, you know, I mean even in the 80s and 90s it had, it had definitely started within you know popular culture but come turn of the century, you're seeing hip-hop and hip-hop culture become, like, the cool thing to do on a day-to-day basis. Um, and so as something becomes, you know, a, a more popular in everyday life, obviously the music has to uh, follow that trend as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, or the music led the way, and then pop, you know, everyday life kind of followed the trend as well. Yeah. But um, I, I think your archetypical cool person will, will probably have some kind of hip-hop influence in either the way he dresses the way he talks the way he sounds i don't know so i feel like they kind of went hand in hand there um and as well as just kind of i think it's the i I would say it's the genre of music that has done so well with like meme culture as well that's that's huge it's Um, it's crazy how social media shifts everything now what have you observed about this because i've kind of really heard about that at at an arm arm's length because i don't (laughs) <laughs> I don't I don't scroll through Instagram as much as, as other people, but I've heard like, you know, there's there's so much especially with like the whole cloud rap thing that's kinda of become this this joke well not joke, joke sounds flippant, but kind of island unto itself. So what's mm-hmm. your experience been like with that like rap and meme culture? Yeah, I I, I it's it's interesting because it's just like it's just a way of people like uh just it's such a good way for people to market themselves. Mm-hmm. You know? Um 
I remember when the when the Hotline Bling video came out. Oh man! Right, the, yeah. I, had, I had the world's attention everywhere. Right. Yeah. Um, and then you almost look at the video, and then you look at all the little gifts and whatnot that came out after it, and you're like, I feel like this was calculated. Like I feel like he intentionally was moving, probably <laughs> like really jerky movements, like he was doing little like boomerangs essentially, and it's just like yo, like this is gonna make for like great like like gifts. Yeah. And it's just like without. I don't think that song would have been as big as it was without, like, you know, like, it's like Instagram and Twitter just going mm-hmm. crazy with it. Like, the internet took it to another level. Like, it was hilarious. And even if you didn't know the song, you would have seen the gifts. And eventually, you'd be like, all right, let me check the track out. Um, so I, I find like a lot of uh, a lot of, especially like a lot of the SoundCloud rappers, you know, they they kind of capitalize on these things. Like, you know, they 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 understand what's popular, what's trendy. Mm-hmm. Like, literally. Um, ugly god even called he said hey, i'm a meme rapper like so you know it, it's it's uh, it's smart um it's just smart marketing man it's good business yeah i mean especially with the soundcloud rappers they have the benefit of also being the same age group and demographic as those that they're trying to get their music out to yeah so they're very much in the know it's not you know not your publicist or uh record company telling you like oh these are what the kids are into I'm a 45-year-old dude who's completely out of touch, so this is what you should do. Yeah. People are like, it's totally like, I, I'm getting the feedback directly because I'm in it. Again, this is kind of a, a the question that, again, just kind of like kind of popped up in a weird sort of way from the stuff I've been reading about, like, oh, you know, just how big rap and hip-hop are in R&B. Um, are rappers the new rock stars? Now, it's kind of a weird question, but... I kind of I want to ask that anyhow because that's something that's people have like oh you know they've kind of taken that role. I, I'd say so. Yeah, I I think so. Um, and why do you think that is? There's a yeah I don't know I feel like there's just like a lot of there's I guess there's a certain amount of like mystique to some some like rappers. There's a level of like showmanship and there's a level of like cool that. Uh, like, you know, like you got guys throwing stuff out of the windows of their hotel room in the seventies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like if you if you turn on the news today and you hear something like that happen, odds are it's probably going to be a rapper doing it. Yeah. Um, you know, and it, it, it's just it it, it it I think it's just naturally changed. Like if you're the most popular genre of music, um, you become the most famous people in the world, and with that, um, you know, I, I'm saying this and it's not supposed to be in a negative way. Um, but with that, your ego grows, and yes. you're uh, you're able to do a lot more things that um, you maybe not, maybe shouldn't be doing or should not legally be allowed to do. But you're you're able to do it yeah. because you have that just that much clout. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think just with like the level of fame, the level of popularity with a lot of these new artists, and the level of influence, like it, it, it's badass, yo. It's badass to walk on a crowd. You know, it's badass to, to 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 be at a show and have your fans like you know chase you and mosh pit with you. Like it's badass. The moshing was a really interesting phenomena for me to see. I saw Vince Staples and I saw people moshing, and I never thought about that. I was like, moshing to rap music? Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. How does that work? But people are doing it. Yeah. It's just like it's just a clash of cultures, man. Everything's just kind of blending into like this new form man like i think the idea of just like being at a, at a hip-hop show and everyone's wearing tims and, and baggy jeans like that's that's a distant memory now mm-hmm. you know and i think uh 
uh, I think it's it's cool, man. Like a lot of these guys are they're just having a good time and they're they're trying to turn up as as as, as crazy as they can. So you know they're, they're having a good time. And I mean, I've been to metal shows. I've been to mosh pits and metal shows. It's exhilarating. And when you're putting on that kind of a live performance at a hip hop show, and you want the fans to get as hype and, and crazy with you. There's only so much jumping that they can do before it's, it's like, only so much hand waving. Yeah, exactly, do. exactly. Yeah. So you know, I, I, I love it. I think it's cool. Yeah. No, I, I think it's cool too. It's just, uh, yeah, it was just a very interesting thing to observe yeah. firsthand. But I'm sure that's been happening well before that Vince Staple show I saw. Now, kind of like I guess shifting the focus and kind of on a more macro Vancouver level, there was an event that happened a few weeks ago called the Rise and Shine Music Seminar, which was held on February 25th and 26th mm-hmm. at Fortune Sound Club. And I'm just giving some background information for our listeners who don't know what this event was. So this event was designed to showcase the talent emerging and existing in the Vancouver urban creative community. So R&B rap and dance artists specifically the greater goal of the seminar was to create connections and strengthen the scene and it really got me thinking about this segment of the vancouver music scene and how it's arguably heavy heavy emphasis on the word arguably underrepresented what's your take on vancouver's r&b and hip-hop community are there things that can be done to improve it to give it greater exposure i think um when I look at Vancouver's hip hop and R and B community, I think it's uh, it's growing, which is incredible. Um, Ian was on here earlier, and he mentioned, um, you know, he used to work with a platform called Emotions Open Mic. Mm-hmm. We need more of that. Yes, like that's a very cool platform. You know, you go to a show; um, it's somewhat curated. You know, like they, you know, they 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 they, they, they check yourself out as well. Um, and they plan the nights out really well. Like, you know, they, they, they set you up to win. They set you up to succeed. Um, so find out things like, like Emotions Open Mic. And then Ian is also doing the Locals Lounge event next weekend. Yeah, those are good platforms for, for local artists to discover one another, but also for, for them to bring their friends and family and everyone else, everyone else who's there is discovering, you know, new, new sounds, new artists. And there's so much talent here. Um, so... We need more of that in, in the city, I think. Um, I, I, I do see it growing. Um, I think it's growing, going in a healthy direction overall. And uh, yeah, I, I feel like three years ago, four years ago, you look across BC, there's a lot more people who are making hip-hop and R&B music than there were three or four years ago. So it's growing in popularity. It's growing um, you know, as far as, as the community is growing. But I just think you know, we, need, we need certain things like, like, like the emotions or, or the Rise and Shine event. Um, that are just like they they help build the infrastructure. They help build like uh, the, the the network, and they help build your just your knowledge base um, of how to approach, for example, bloggers or or you know Spotify playlisters or however you're choosing to get your music out there. Just mm-hmm. you know re- really emphasize the value of having a healthy network. So um, you know it takes a lot of of people just working together, putting some of their egos aside a little bit, and. Uh, really developing the scene as a collaborative effort i think will go a lot further than i I mean it's pretty hard to be the next drake stand alone by yourself without anyone helping you do it and and even then drake was never a stand alone by himself without anyone helping him do it exactly exactly that's that's pretty much never happened 
happened, even if you advertise yourself as a solo artist. Yeah, exactly. Everyone, everyone needs a team, um, and it's good to have a team. But if you got a team and then a community, you're building a scene. Definitely. So, yeah. Yeah. That was dope. You can definitely groove on that. I mean, that's what our show is about. That's what Locals Lounge is about. And yeah, it's just a matter of strengthening all the, all the ties between all the different fragments of the fantastic vancouver music scene that for are in some cases isolated for no good reason mm-hmm. so it's just about bridging those gaps so what are some of your favorite vancouver musicians and bands and who are some of your favorite local rappers who are some of my favorite local rappers who are some of my favorite musicians and bands in Kelowna? i'm sorry in vancouver rather um i mean Kelowna's cool too but yeah it's just yeah, harder yeah, to bring yeah, them on yeah, the show yeah 100 percent, 100 percent Hey guys, five hours for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think as far as uh, like like local acts that I that I really enjoy and re- really support, um, I'd say uh, Trust Emotion. They're a really cool group. Um, Malachi is an incredible pro- uh, producer. Um, got a very unique kind of spin and 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 and, and approach to songs. Um, so I definitely really enjoy his music. Um, I gotta say that I uh, I thoroughly enjoy um, some of the some more local rappers like uh, I, I enjoy Crescent. Um, that's, 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 that's one of the homies, you know. So I, I definitely show love to him. Um, there's definitely a lot of really talented people in Vancouver. Sanctuary's Wave is sweet. Um, Moriarty's sweet. So there's definitely a lot of talented individuals that are that are in the city here. Um, as far as as bands that I like locally. You go to Gilton Co. any night of the week, you're having a good time, I think. Um, but, you know, just to name a couple, I really enjoy Sweets. Sweets, the band's a really fun band to listen to. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's, de- it's definitely a cool community out here. So it's growing. Anyone you'd recommend we bring on the show? Anyone I'd recommend you bring on the show? Um, I definitely think someone would be really interested to, to bring on the show. Um, you could bring like uh, like someone like 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 DK on the show. That'd DK, be cool. yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Um, he's 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 making a lot of moves. He's been featured on um, on Noisy, featured on Complex. Ooh, wow, yeah, that's, yeah. that's pretty big because Noisy like mm-hmm. so it's a huge focus for them. Yeah, exactly. And I think that'd be just 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 a lot of love for the to shine a light on him, shine a light on the city, and also just kind of uh, you know help uh, you know build and, and create the community more. Obviously, I gotta say like. Um, you know the homies Forbes definitely would be an interesting you know personality to have on here great videographer great producer you know Q would be really great on here um, you know Inner City Sounds I don't know if you guys have checked that out you know Q Inner City Sounds really really dope mm. so yeah we definitely have like some, some very talented people in the city man um, even like Jcast One sick like a lot of really dope people out here so definitely uh i'd recommend uh, like dk just just to see how he's networking too we mm-hmm. kind of you know you know just to like peruse his mind to figure figure some things out yeah so. absolutely i'll check check him out because i mean that's just it i mean you're our first hip-hop guest but first of many because we really want to diversify and bring on all sorts of yeah all sorts of different people doing all sorts of different <laughs> different things beyond just like you know the indie alt rock we've kind of been doing for the yeah. first first little while that's good stuff. We'll we'll keep that in mind. And uh, how can people follow you and listen to your music? Um, if you want to check me out, best place is and the place I'm most active is uh, on Instagram. Uh, Tion Gibbs 100 is the best place to follow me. 
uh, give updates through for all my other social media platforms on there. Um, but yeah, just type in Tion Gibbs on SoundCloud, on Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, um, Facebook. Oh, you're, you're on Tidal. Find. Wow. Yeah. 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 <laughs> got to do it. Um, got to do it. Obviously, YouTube as well. So mm-hmm. uh, just Tion Gibbs, T E O N G I B B S. Um, on Instagram is Tion Gibbs 100. Nice and simple. Fantastic. Yeah. Thank you, Tion. This has been an absolute blast. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me out. All right. So thanks for listening. Uh, we're your hosts, James Olson. And Travis Noel. Pacific Sound Radio is produced by Jane Fraze. Travis, how can people keep up with what we're doing? All right. Well, you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, both at Pacific Sound Radio. We got Twitter, Pacific S Radio, YouTube, Pacific Sound Media. Our website, PacificSoundRadio.com as well. If you know a local band or artist uh, you think should appear as guests on our show, let us know. Fill out the form on our website or send us an email to talkpsr at gmail.com.